Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, A Quick Shot of Romance. On this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, I am joined by Lindsay and we are reviewing Perfect Secret Bones by Molly McLean. This is book 12 of the Mason Creek multi-author collaboration series. Welcome back to the podcast, Lindsay. Thanks, Leah. So excited to be back. Do you want to read the synopsis, please? Yes. From Goodreads, a fake relationship with a sexy cowboy in a small town is never a good idea. Well, this is from me. It's a good idea. (laughs) Alana, after high school, my plan was to leave the small town of Mason Creek and never look back. I thought I'd work my way through college while my longtime bull rider boyfriend chased his rodeo dreams and took me along for the ride. My own dreams of becoming his publicist and living the high life together on the ABR circuit were crushed when it became clear that my eight seconds was up. The buckle bunnies were suddenly more appealing than the girl with her nose buried in the books. I've sworn off men, especially cowboys and bull riders. That is until I walk in on one in my shower, naked, wet, and built like he could break my heart and my bed. Holden, the rodeo has been my whole world, and all it took was one false accusation to bring it crumbling down. I cleared my name, but the organization I've given my life and my body to for the past seven years doesn't give a damn. They don't want the drama, and right now they don't want me. That's how I ended up in Mason Creek, hiding from the cameras while the dust settles, and I can reclaim my reputation and my rank in the ABR. The last thing I need is to get messed up with a local girl, especially one who hates cowboys, bull riders in particular. Our relationship may be just for show, but I see the opportunity for what it is. The chance to keep my secret a little longer and prove to Alana that maybe her problem with bull riders is simple. She hasn't ridden the right one yet. Okay, so this was released September 9th, 2021, so it is very, very new, Um, and the tropes are small town, fake relationship, cowboy, and slow burn, and there's probably a couple other ones mixed in there, but um, steam level of about two, because it it wasn't a steamy book, but honestly, I didn't really miss it, but we'll talk about that, and um, Becky and I decided recently that we're going to add a couple little different things to our quick shots. So this book was written in dual person, dual first person point of view. And also here's another little fun tip that we have. Um, So the put out percentage for the book is 55%. So there is no diddly until 55% (laughs) because this is something that we've been talking about. And like, this is an important thing to some people, like, when does this happen? So Becky and I decided like, we're going to put these into the quick shots and we point of view is a big factor for a lot of people. And so we decided that that needed to be in there too. Yeah. And I love that. I love the put out percentage because we've talked about this at length and I feel very frustrated when you get to a book that's like so good. And then you're like 75% through and there's still no like diddly on the horizon. No diddling on the horizon. <laughs> like we need diddling on the horizon. Yeah. Way sooner. It, it just detracts from the story. Like if it's such a critical part of the romance genre. And well, and I think yeah. that also like there's a difference to like some people's slow burn definition is vastly different than other people's. Like mm-hmm. for me, 50% is a slow burn. For some people, 50% is like the sweet spot for them. Like 50% or later, like it's it's just not good. (laughs) Although sometimes it's good. Like it doesn't detract from a book sometimes, but other times it's like, just do it already. Okay, so let's talk about Elena. So Elena, in the prologue, we find out 
and this isn't spoiling anything because it's right smack in the first like 10 pages of the book. So we find out her boyfriend has cheated on her with multiple people in a weekend. And he's like boasting about it. And so she decides like she's done. She's done dating. She's done with cowboys. She's done with rodeo people. She's just done. And she kind of closes herself off from everything around her. Yep. I really, that was, yeah. I, I really felt bitter on her behalf because not only did she close herself off after the relationship, like she was with him for four years, Mm -hmm. she gave another four years of her life to not really like getting over him or moving on. Because I think in the book, it's been four years since they've broken up Yeah, and they were together for four years. So she's, you know, in a roundabout way, given eight years of her life to this failed relationship. Right. And I think part of it too, though, is like, I was frustrated with her because she had like, she really didn't have a reason to do it. Like, yes. But at the same time, like, I understand because like that relationship was a big part of her identity. Like she was going to school, be like to do PR because of him. Like they were in a relationship. Like she was, after she was done with school, she was going to follow him around the circuit. Like, so pretty much every decision she made for a long time revolved around Cody and his choices. And I, I was upset for her because like he, whether he was there or not, like guided so much of her life and her choices. And I just wanted to be like, you need to break away and like make these decisions on your own because like, you're the one who is, it's you, it's your life. It's not his, like, he's not there anymore. You haven't talked to him in four years. Like he is not a factor anymore. Yeah. And I almost wonder if like, she was doing that a little bit because she was just working and going to school and it talked about like how she had withdrawn from her friend group. She wasn't as close to her friends anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and she didn't really socialize. Um, and she really didn't have any life outside. Of, like she wasn't seeing her parents regularly. She was just mm-hmm. so isolated in this um, phase of her life. It was really interesting. And then like the decision to break out and start a relationship with Holden. Mm-hmm. Um that was also really interesting how that worked out. <laughs> it was. Well, so she works at the market, um, like the t- little town, like it's a very small town and she works at this town market. She's the manager. She pretty much does everything. Her The owner is older and has t- been talking about selling. And I felt bad because a lot of her frustrations and stresses like revolved around his decisions with this market. And there were some things that played out in the towards the end of the book where if he had just been open with her and honest with her like she she would have been a lot more settled sooner and I think that was a big thing too like she was so in the dark about everything which you understood like why he made the decisions and all that but at the same time like she was she was floundering like when he said he's thinking about getting rid of things yeah that was a huge motivational factor for her and she did struggle Mm -hmm. with that a lot but I do love how that wrapped up not going to explain anything I do love how that wrapped up because so Mm -hmm. often authors use the opportunity for like well-off heroes like whether it's like an athlete or a alpha billionaire romance or whatever it is they always use the like they, they do oftentimes create a situation where the hero comes in and swoops mm-hmm. and saves the heroine. And I like that that was not the case here. 
like that he didn't was, need to I love like, that like they yeah. independently achieved their dreams together and I loved that well <laughs> so I will come back to that yeah so <laughs> let's talk about Holden just a little bit so he's a radio a radio a rodeo star that was accused of something that he did not do and there was well-documented evidence to the fact that he was innocent but his bosses in the circuit still request that he take a step back because of the fallout of it. And I thought that was so frustrating on, and I'm using that word a lot in this, this, but it was just frustrating on his behalf because like he has dedicated his life to this circuit and like gives them everything because this is what he wanted to do like for a long time. And, and that's how they repay him. It's like, well, we know that you didn't do this. Here's this, 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 and this showing that you weren't even like in the area, but this is like, you can't be here right now anyway. Yeah. They were both uh, scorned by their true love. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they kind of were. Well, and I like how they almost, how Molly McLean almost gave the market in like the APB circuit, like life and like they they mm. were characters in themselves because the the reality of it is like the market was like such a big factor in Alana's life and like it was such a driving force for her in the circuit the APR or ABR circuit same thing with Holden it was a driving force for him and it's like his idea a big part of his identity was tied into like being a rodeo star and being a bull rider in the fact that neither one of them were fully developed into what they their goals it made a big difference in like how they treated each other and the way they interacted with each other I agree with that I love their relationship I felt like it was you don't see this done I don't think you see it done this way very often in romance, but um, they had such a very mature adult relationship. Mm -hmm. Like there wasn't a lot of manufactured drama from mm -mm. a lack of emotional intelligence or like making assumptions and then stirring something up that doesn't need to be. It was very, it was very um, laid back and I think that I would also refer to Holden as like a laid back hero mm -hmm. you don't see heroes like with alpha qualities like that who are that laid back he yeah, was just he, so go with the flow like he has and those it was alpha nice. tendencies yeah. but he he isn't at the same no. time no and he yeah, was they, just like he's no, like the ahead. kind of guy you date in real life because mm -hmm. <laughs> he, he he's just sweet and thoughtful and like it reading the book and the way like he just slowly and patiently chips away at um alana and like her or elena oh. and her like hesitancy to get to know him and like her at mm -hmm. first her outright refusal to even acknowledge him right because she hates him he's an inconvenience in her life well, and that's the thing like she has this almost like instant like they have this instant connection like they like they make that first initial eye contact and like you know like there's something there between them but she she's so again frustrated with the way things went down and the fact that like he is encroaching on her territory because he's staying in a room across the hall from her above the market but there's only one bathroom and like he's in her space and she doesn't like that and he's new he's an unknown like 
but he does not let that get to him. Like he Mm -hmm. recognizes like when they first meet, he recognizes that like she has an attraction to him, but he sees that she has reservations, but he doesn't push. And that's one thing I liked about him too. Like it happens organically. Like there are moments of push and pull between the two of them, but none of it is, is overt and none of it is mean and none of it is pushy in the sense where they do more than they should like they push when they need to but they pull back when they need to and it goes both ways too which I thought was nice yeah it reads very much like a real life kind of relationship and I like that there usually there's like some kind of element of fairy tale and and like the whole rodeo star thing and the bull riding that's obviously not you know, not everybody is going to date a bull rider, but the relationship mm-hmm. itself between them, um, it just flowed in such like a natural mm-hmm. way that I don't know. I just really love that about the story. I, I have not read very many books like that. I have not read nearly as many <laughs> as Yulia. <but laughs> I have not read, and especially recently, like with summer reading challenge. And I, this is the first book that I had picked to read. I did summer reading challenge like a maniac and I planned like my whole summer (laughs) out back in like May. So this was the first book that I actually got to pick that wasn't part of summer reading. And I was really excited because I'd never read um, Molly McLean before. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we talked about picking this book, I really wanted to pick one of the authors from the readathon because that was so much fun. Mm -hmm. That was so much fun. And there were so many new to me authors in particular and when we settled on this book, like just the description of the book, um, that first line, a fake relationship with a sexy cowboy in a small town is never a good idea. Just you have like, me there. I'm sold. Like, I'm, yeah, I was like, I'm done. I'm reading like, this. <laughs> this will be it. <laughs> and I am just so happy um, mm-hmm. that this was like my first non-regimented read in about three months. <laughs> it was what I needed (laughs) it it was like the perfect the perfect book one but one thing I really enjoyed about them too like you're right like it it is the way it's written is different than a lot of books that we read because their openness about everything like the fact that Holden like he doesn't try to keep anything from her like he he tells her that he's a bull rider like on his own terms like he but he doesn't hide it like and he truly listens to what she has to say when she says like she has reservations when she says like she has a what did he call it a mega a megatron megatron of x's megatron of x's like and why like she doesn't say who it is or go into specifics of what happened but like he listens when she says like she has reservations about what he does and like she has reservations but at the same time like she feels such a connection with him that it doesn't matter like she is willing to take this chance with him yeah and I really I love how that was addressed in the book too because there were so many opportunities where he was trying to tell her about his past because he knew Mm -hmm. um you know, he knew about her reservations and that she dated a bull rider. Um, and then like, there were so many opportunities, uh, for there to be some kind of massive dramatic fallout between Mm -hmm. the two of them. And 
I would always be like, oh no, is this going to get dramatic? And then I, I would just think, oh my gosh, have... I love how they're handling this. But like, there's a thing like over and over again, like even when she's shutting him down, like she acknowledges like her role in that. And then she doesn't get mad at him for having like information mm-hmm. um, or having like a past or a situation that would potentially upset her because she's so okay with who he is and she feels secure with how mm-hmm. they've gotten to know each other. And it's so rare you see a couple in a romance lean into that mm-hmm. versus like run and hide. They did not run or no. hide from their feelings. I mean, she and did at one that. point, she did hide for like a, a day or two, but it was understandable and realistic the way it happened. Yeah. And it wasn't the, but it wasn't a case for like, it was blown out of proportion. Like she needed to step mm-hmm. back. Like she needed that time. And he got that too. Like he understood like, this is a moment where she will reach out when she's ready and I think that was something too, like he just, he knew, like he instinctively knew, cause this is something that happens probably 75% into the book. Like he instinctively knew, like she needs space. Like I need to pull back. Like she will come to me. I don't need, like, I will make things worse if I go to her right now. Yeah. One thing I did like too, again, I, I did really <laughs> enjoy this, like when Holden's trying to make a decision about whether or not he's going to go back, like he's been back and forth. He's very annoyed at the way things went down. Like he's annoyed that they won't let him back. He's annoyed at the fact that like it is taking his manager like weeks or days upon days, like to, to get back to him about stuff. But I love that Elena, when she talks to him about making sure he's making the right choice, because it's what he wants to do. Like in, and thinks that he should quit or should go and hit like and I love that she says this is a decision like I shouldn't be I'm not a factor like this is something that you need to do for you and his reaction to that decision like in the epilogue was I just thought it was perfect because he he's he's almost like I don't know why I even thought like I could have not I could have went this way, but I, I'm so happy that I went this way. But I also love, he had the, there, there's this other thing that a lot happens a lot is that you have to decide between one or the other. And neither of them had to decide between anything. They found a way to make it all work. Mm-hmm. And that to me is the best thing ever. But they, but they didn't make concessions though. And I think that was the thing too. Like they, they made choices based on what would work for both of them. It wasn't, I'm making a choice for myself to, to be with him and to make him make this decision for him. Like, and he wasn't making choices because if I make this choice, then I stay here with her. Like, but neither one of them asked each the other one to make a choice neither one of them said will you will you go with me like can you make that choice to leave this behind and go with me or will you leave that behind and make the choice to stay with me like they both were making conscious decisions of if if I don't do this I stay here with her if I don't do this can she go with me but at the same time she's like if I make this decision can I go with him or if he makes this decision, will he stay? And it was all about what the other person needed for them. 
Yeah, they both found a way to make concessions to make their relationship a priority, but to also get what they wanted in the end. And neither of them had to sacrifice. Mm-mm. No, they There's didn't. No sacrifice. Not at all. And like all the decisions that they made, like were the best decisions for them. And it worked out in the end. So let's yeah. talk about my only like real problem with the book. So this whole Cody situation, he came back, he stirred think- up trouble and then he yeah. kind of disappeared. Like he shows back up for like the rodeo part and then he's gone again. I felt like there was an opportunity for McLean to give us almost closure for Elena so she could say her piece. And I just wish there was more resolution. I think there should have been more resolution too. I would have liked to see more resolution. A couple of reasons. One, because this is the final installation in a 12 author series. You're not going to see anything wrapped up after the fact Mm -hmm. beyond the epilogue. That's the end. This is the end of the 12th. Um, installation series and then the other pieces um, and I'm gonna spoil some things right now just so you know so if you want spoilers this is your warning like skip ahead or just call it here but um, Corey's not gonna be out of her life like the relationship Mm -hmm. that he has with Holden you know obviously it's not going to impact their relation, like Holden's relationship with Elena, but mm-hmm. she, they they didn't really bridge right between like him being Megatron of X's to him being a facet that she's going to have to deal with in some capacity in their life. Well, that's like, true. Obviously, like, obviously, like the way things wrap up, um, like, the, you know, uh, Holden's in Mason Creek, but he lives in Mason Creek. His family's in Mason Creek. He's not just on the road running forever. Um, so I thought that was a missed opportunity. I thought so too. And like, they even said like him, like he and Holden had bought this like trailer together and like, they basically bunked with each other, like when they were on the road. So like what happens, like if she would go with them, would she stay with them? Like, and and he, but he just kind of disappeared. Like him and Holden had almost like a fight at the be- like when at the rodeo type thing. But then it just kind of, and then it's just kind of done. You know, like there's no there's no resolution. Like he just is kind of an afterthought. And I I I almost wish like she hadn't brought him back. Like I get that. Like I get why, and it makes sense. But. But Corey is this, like, he's a big factor in, like, her life and her decisions. And then he just kind of disappears from, like, every, everything. He just isn't there anymore. Yeah, and I wasn't sure, like, so I, yeah, I felt like it was a missed opportunity, too. But I'd also kind of thought on it and wondered if it was to show kind of just, like, how flaky he was in her relationship. Because like their relationship kind of ended the same way. Like he was just gone. Mm-hmm. That's and then true. like the way it was described at the beginning, I was like, did I miss something? Was there more to this? Like he well, was just cheating on her <laughs> and she found out and it kind of ended because he was on the road and she was at school. Well, but then also too, like maybe it's more of a case where he's just, he's not a factor. Like he makes no difference to mm-hmm. them. Like either one of them, like he is not, like he disappeared from their lives in the sense where like he's there, but he's not there. Like he, his actions and his opinions, like anything about him, they, 
it just, it doesn't matter. He's a non-issue from then yep. on. Yeah, because they're secure. Yeah, and he really, that interaction, I don't think would have added anything to her relationship with Holden because- No, I don't think they, so either. They were so secure in the relationship and they talked about it together mm-hmm. um, and came to a consensus together on what mattered and how they were going to mm-hmm. deal with that situation and what they were comfortable with. And <laughs> are you, are what you in okay? the world? <laughs> I don't know. Things Sorry. are attacking Okay, you. I don't know. I'm just jumpy, I guess. I don't know. Okay. I felt something like just ran up my leg. Oh my goodness. Okay, so Lindsay, did you like this book? <laughs> this will be the best quick shot ever. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, I love this book. I will definitely be reading more Molly McLean. I already have another book downloaded to my Kindle. <laughs> I did too. This was also my first Molly McLean book. Like Becky has talked like nonstop about one of her other books that it's on my TBR, but I haven't got to it. But that will be my next read of hers. Um, so who would typically like this book? Anybody who needs like a happy, feel good book? Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. And like fans of a cowboy romance, but with low angst. Yeah. Would you recommend this book? Uh, yes. I would also recommend the paperback because it's so pretty. They, these covers are very pretty. <laughs> like the put- whole collaboration. It's just so pretty. I like the, the, the color tones and everything. And it's like that matte book. Oh, I love it. Oh, that. it's not shiny. <laughs> I like a matte cover. Mm-hmm. I definitely would recommend this book. It's a quick read, but it is well-written with well-rounded characters. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. It it was. I can't (laughs) wait to go back to more Mason Creek to like meet meet the brother and the best friend and like, and everybody there. Yeah, I'm excited about that too. I was hoping to have read more, but I have not had a chance. Um, I know. But I'm very excited that we have 11 other books with these characters in them. Mm -hmm. It's going to be so much fun to go back. Well, thank you, Lindsay, for joining me on this quick shot of romance. Thank you. Happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 